Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hello, it's me, Thomas Enders. Have you listened to my new podcast yet? Modern Talking, Just Different. Now everywhere where you find your podcasts. And it's really true. You won't get closer to me anywhere else recorded in my living room. I'm looking forward to meeting you. Now in your favorite podcast app, Modern Talking, Just Different. We have a date. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com This message comes from sponsor Constant Contact, helping small businesses and nonprofits stay connected with customers, grow their audience, and do more business. With email marketing, list growth tools, automation, contact management, social ads, and more, Constant Contact helps small businesses and nonprofits reach their goals faster. An easy-to-use interface and thousands of integrations deliver big marketing results. Start your free trial at ConstantContact.com. Mirror Man, Mirror Man, you twist and turn my mind until I don't know who I am. Mirror Man. Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Arsenal Opinion Podcast. Tonight, I am reunited with Matt Candela. How are you doing, Matt? Very good, Pete. Very good. We're back on track. We are back. We are back. We are back. So yeah, we're going to, I think we're going to have a, a fast and furious one today um, because, you know, there's, there's never too much to unpack when you have a, a good victory, but there were some brilliant talking points tonight. So firstly, uh, what, uh, what's your top line view of beating Southampton? Um, I think I just said it uh, when we were just doing the pre-chat, which was, you know, they prioritized the cup and we prioritized the league and um, we'll know whether it was the right decision at the end of the season because there's no point in prioritising the league if you end up in sixth or eighth or whatever. We've got to, we've got to, we've got to go higher than that. Um, but you know, it's a good win. We're up to the uh, height, heights of eighth. Um, there's a couple of teams ahead of us who 
you would fancy us to leapfrog uh, between now and the end of the season, like West Ham and hopefully Everton. So we're right in the mix. And if you said that after 20 games, we'd be four points behind Liverpool, well, we would, we would have taken that. So um, it's a topsy-turvy season. And, you know, the good news is that since the turn of the year, since the Chelsea game, I think, you know, that's four wins and a draw out of five. And uh, yeah, it's, it's feeling good. I, I think that there's always uh, it, it feels like there's always a reason um there's always a reason for Arsenal winning um there's always a reason that there's a there's there's some sort of problem that sits behind it that people can point to Chelsea game was well you know Chelsea were just uh, you know started their bad run and Frank Lampard eventually got sacked but the games that we've had after that people have you know that they're, they're shit teams even though we've struggled against shit teams even though we struggled against every team Southampton tonight felt like they're a top four contender. They beat big teams. They've got an impressive coach. They've got some players that can really damage you. It was away from home. And I, don't, I wasn't sure what was going to happen because the narrative for me was beat Southampton and it starts to feel a little bit sexy. Lose to Southampton and then you've just beaten a bunch of shit teams before and the form meant nothing and we were going to return to the median of shitness. So I was um, I was really impressed uh, tonight. I thought that it... it it didn't feel we were out of control uh, at any point during the game. I thought Southampton had some good moments, particularly in the first half. But all of the things that we love um, about this sort of rebirth um, continue to look great. And actually, I, I think let's focus the the start of the conversation on some of the things that we really haven't liked coming good. And I'm I'm talking about Ced Cedricino, the new the new greatest left back in the Premier League. Where where has he been? Well, let me. Well, yeah. I mean, he was fantastic tonight. Um, and you know, I saw a question posed on Twitter that said, "You know, are we being forced to admit that maybe Cedric and Mari were both inspired purchases, considering the amount of money they were and the value that both of them seem to offer? You know, for a combined fee of less than fifteen million for two players who, have, you know, could could could." seem to definitely be of the standard to at least be backups, if not regular players, you know, suddenly you look at that deal and you go, wow, it's a pretty good deal. And it's, and it's an even better deal when it's, when it's unexpected, you know, as, uh, as Wenger said, oh, you don't have to be, uh, it's, it's not just because he didn't cost 55 million doesn't mean he can't be a player. Has, uh, is Edu a bit of the old uh, eagle eyes coming out, you think? Well, uh, uh, we have, I have constantly looked at this sort of Arteta model and you're like, okay, where are the players that you're coaching to better coming from? You know, we thought it might be Willock, wasn't really. We thought it was going to be Ainsley, not so far. But um, Mari Jury was always out, wasn't it? Because, you know, you're you're signing in a champion from a Brazilian league um, of, of the right age to, to come good. And, you know, you always hope that something would happen there. Cedric, I completely written off but he has looked really solid that uh that volley or the half volley that he played where he nearly scored in the first half made some inspired passes and really he kind of showed uh Ainsley what filling in at left back could look like because I I I thought he offered value all over the pitch both defensively and offensively just a really efficient tidy player it's just sort of a magic position for Arsenal that left back position isn't it it's like wonderful things happened to anyone apart from that Andre Santos 
but but typically wonderful things happen to anyone who goes there. It's always been a good spot for us. And Saka came in, who's anything but a left back and was inspired. And now Cedric's coming in and it's sort of, it, it almost becomes a gateway into the first team for players. And uh, it's it's good to see. Yeah, really, really positive to see that he's adding value. And it was quite interesting. I was watching one of the press conferences. I think it was, uh, I think it was at the weekend. But Arteta said, Cedric came to him and said, what do I have to do to get into the first team? And Arteta said, stay fit. So interesting that maybe some of the bad form has been down to fitness and maybe some of those problems were at Southampton. But really impressive, um, really impressive form from him. The big question is heading into Man United at the weekend when Tierney will hopefully be back. Does Cedric go in ahead of Hector? What do you think? I don't think so. I think, you know, better uh, in the known quantity. He's a class act. He's a class player. He's Mr. Consistent. Mr. Arsenal, longest serving player. Um, but I think he's pushing him, which is a good thing. Uh, and I think um, Hector is always at his best when he's got someone pushing him. So um, I think, I think it's, 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 pos- it's a positive step. And now we've got a full week to recover. Hector can rest those tired limbs and yeah go again yeah it'd be quite interesting to see whether we move on a left back this window the ex Aston Villa guy um that's up Marseille at the moment has six months left on his deal and um I mean I'm uh, sort of like if we can get Suarez and AMN to um to cover what's do we do we need one yeah yeah I mean if we could get um Ryan Bertrand who I call Bertrand Russell on my um on my blog the other day, that that'd be quite handy cover to actually have a proper left back um, that can play at a high level. But yeah, I mean, if, if you don't need to spend the money, don't. Uh, so on to on to the next the next player that that impressed um, Nicholas Pepe created five chances um, in his last game, but kind of flattered to deceive. I felt that there were some defensive I he, lapses. I he was pretty poor. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty poor at the weekend, but the the, ch- the creation output was there. And a lot of people were saying if you put Nicolas Pepe next to a 10, he might do the business. He played out on the left today, um, dropping inside a little bit, and he, he made a positive contribution, a very well-taken goal, a quick pass by Granit Xhaka. Um, what did you make of Nicolas Pepe today? I mean, his his whole body language seemed better. His whole attitude seemed better. He seemed more eager to make an impression and I think that's one of the criticisms we have of him sometimes is he just seems to let the world pass him by a little bit and today right from the first minute he seemed to want to uh, grab the game by the scruff of the neck so much more promising performance I still don't think he's very good Um, but you know impact sub uh, something different off the bench Uh, he can finish so, um, so, so maybe just easing his way back into plans is, is, is an ideal 60-minute sub for me. Something unpredictable, something different. He's like a poor man's carney. Yeah, he's still... Uh, it was, I was running through his stats. I think he, he attempted four take-ons today. Uh, no, five take-ons and four were successful. Uh, he didn't really create that much, but he definitely looked a bit more of a nuisance. And, you know, you were talking about like the left side being kind of golden for Arsenal. Most of our attacking play goes down the left side as well. And that he's been very isolated out on the right and the switch over 
to, you know, where the cool players are hanging out seem to work well for him. And um, uh, maybe maybe the left could be good for him moving it might forward. Be, it might be better. We, we, we just we structure so much more play down there, you know. So um, it could be good for him. Let's be positive. I mean, we've got we've to get rid of him. We've just got to get rid of him. But, like, today, not bad. Not bad, not bad, yeah. And there's uh, there, there were a couple of nice moments in there that I'm sure will be in a, in a Twitter compilation tomorrow, and we'll all be looking at him thinking that he is a 72 million pound player. Um, so some some other performances. Um, uh, I don't know what's going on with uh, Obama Yang. I'm assuming that the reason that we don't know is it's it's not something pleasant. Um, so let's hope that Obama Yang, um, whatever's going on, uh, that that he's better soon. So, it's unusual that it's kept this quiet. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean it, it makes me feel that the newspapers are in on it and have decided that it's something that's not in the best interest for people people to know, which means that it must really be bad because those guys don't give a fuck. Yeah, I know. I, I wondered whether someone was, you know, I, I don't. I, I feel a bit grubby even speculating, but yeah. you, just, you just hope that it's uh, that he's going to be back playing soon and that whatever's going on. Um, get sorted sharpish but uh, it was a bit of a worry not having him there you know like I don't I know he hasn't been playing well lately but he's still our captain he still brings uh, a lot of positivity to the side especially now he's found uh, a little bit of form Um, so Lacazette started Smith Rowe uh, Saka uh, they brought uh, and and Thomas Partey and uh, and Granite all all in the side it felt fast Um, it's like we've gone from Granite Xhaka being the guy that you pass to for the forward passing. So now it's like Granite's laying it off to, to Thomas Partey now. It's a bit of changed the dynamic, right? It felt like we were, a, you know, dare I say, a, a proper football team out there today at times. It's great to have Partey, ESR, Saka. Like that, that, that three is the future of our football team. Um, and... You know, it's vision, perpetual motion. Thomas Partey is so good. I mean, it just shows how poor our team has become because we used to have seven, eight players who were at that level. You know, he's like an, he's like an, he feels like the kind of player who could have played in, you know, our best teams. He's, he's got that. Yeah, agree, agree. He, he's got that, that thing. He's got that about him. He has a presence. He has that presence on a pitch that the best players do. Like just, and and it doesn't matter, you know, and I know that people don't like it when we compare him to Patrick Vieira, but I'm sorry. Like yeah. There are a lot of similarities about the style of play, but when he gets into those tight positions in midfield and you're like, oh, like, oh God, this is like Granite Xhaka. He's going to fall on his face. And, he, it, and he's so calm with the way he moves out, sprays the ball around. He's so quick. He's so fast. <laughs> he's so good and he's just completely transformed us for 40 million um so again that, that that's a that's a, a a sign of confidence that we know the kind of players we want i mean i don't know why we left it to the last minute and we're bothering with a war or a war or whatever it's, wow, like, wow. it's like that sounded exactly this sounds exactly like what we need and the, the fact that we've got esr's emergence you know we put maybe saved ourselves 40 million because um, he's the business. Uh, it's to, it's not flash in the pan stuff, is it? It's the real deal, confident, efficient, it's, brilliant I think movement. It's the, I think it's the real deal because the game is so basic. 
it's not um he's not he's not trying to do the impossible he's making he's just doing the simple things incredibly well which is what's so what's so great about it you know he's just passing and moving and finding his man and finding space and uh making the simple passes quickly you know he's not he's not switching it 50 yards or uh you know hitting bending free kicks in from 25 yards he's just doing the basics so well and we've missed that so much you know it's it's a bit of the reminds me a bit of the Cesc Fabregas when he came into the team you know he just had that presence but he also just made things look very simple um but has got that sheen of class you know I think it wasn't this game, it was the last game where there's, you know, 40, 50 yard ball and he just controls it without thinking about controlling it. You know, most players would have to, you know, really concentrate, but his first touch is just immaculate. Immaculate. And it's, it, the touch is what is one thing, you know, because just thinking to, uh, to Nicolas Pepe, you don't always get a great touch with Nicolas Pepe, but it's what he does straight away after it's not like a celebration of the moment. You know, sometimes Pepe controls it and you're like, yes, and that's the win. And then it fall over. With uh, with Smith Rowe, it's the speed of thinking, you know, like he already knows exactly where he's going to put that ball after. And I, I actually think that one of my favourite things about Smith Rowe and why I think he's so difficult to play against, um, it's the movement. You know, yeah. he, he, pulls, he pulls defenders all over the place. Um, he's got a, a burst of pace, which is really difficult to track. I mean, there was a moment um, I, I, about 53 minutes where Cedric played him, played a sort of like Freddie Lundberg-esque run, run through and, you know, like no one was in the middle. But, but he's also fast. He's powerful. He doesn't get bullied. I think a lot of people were concerned that he was, he was young and the sort of young creative players um, get kicked around a lot. But he, uh, he feels very, very mature considering we're, what, six games into his career? Yeah, I mean, so far so good, right? It's just uh, extremely, extremely positive. I was a little bit worried about the the injury, and Arteta was quite forceful after. He was like, this is why I don't play the young players in every single game. He said, um, it's why I'm not going to play them in every single game moving forward because they, you know, they pick up little tweaks. I hope that that was a tweak. He, he kind of walked off and went straight up um, to sit in the stands. So one would assume that whatever he did wasn't that bad. Is he going to be back for United? I mean, that's the question. We, we can't go into that game without him. Um, so wrap him up in cotton wool and get him fit for the weekend. Yeah. I mean, that's, he's, he's become, you know, a, he, he's one of the first names on the team sheet now, right? Absolutely. I mean, he's he's completely essential. I think what we we scored hardly any goals before he started, and now what we've got fourteen game. 14, is it fourteen goals in six games? It's something. It's something impressive. And we're we're racking up the shots as well. You know, and like, and, you, and, and you're beginning to establish these like, beautiful little symbiotic relationships. Party Smith Rowe, uh, Saka, because it's you know Saka's now been unlocked. I mean, it's just he's just it, it's just more and more output for him when you when you when you've got these players around him. He clearly loves playing with uh, with Smith Rowe as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the hope is that if you get Tierney back in that side and 
other, Ga- you know, both Gabriels, really. I mean, if you're playing against United um, at the weekend, it's going to be really interesting to see what we do. Does Pepe retain his place or did we rest Martinelli so that he could start against United and give them something to think about with a, a really dangerous front three? I mean, fuck it, we've got so many options, right? I mean, it's exciting. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see Martinelli start. I'd love to see Tierney start. I think that's, that's our best team, right? Is the Tierney, Martinelli, left-hand side, Obama Yang up top, Saka on the right, uh, Party, ESR, Xhaka, um, and then uh, and then and then Bellerin and again, Leno was great again. Uh, and then um, you know, get rid of sideshow Bob. No, no, we don't want him in the team. I don't think. I think it's uh, holding and. Holding and Gabriella, I guess. It quite quite interesting with um, David Luiz. It's pre pre Christmas. Those three, I mean, two errors wrapped in three. They cost us goals, but luckily they they didn't today. But you know the the switch off um, for that moment where he lets some he lets a player through on goal and then he nearly lets them in again with uh, playing a dummy for burnt leno i mean it's just um it's just not the level you expect from from senior players earning 160 grand a week and i really hope that we end that experiment this summer yeah i mean um he, he it, him and he he's done and and brilliant i mean jeez that guy uh so he, bad he 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 cannot be near a first team right now. He's got to be Europa League now. I mean, on a meritocracy, how can he? How could he be anywhere near the first team? And I really hope he doesn't start against United. I can see it. I can see him starting. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's um, it's Mikel Arteta's. He's he just he's desperate. He's desperate to to write that name. It's like no, Mikel. <laughs> we cannot have William start. But to be honest, I think that he looks so disinterested when he came on today. He doesn't help himself. He's not even trying to play himself into form at the moment. It's like he's almost accepted his position in the team and he doesn't care. Um, which is a real yeah. shame considering what a, what a pro he was back in the day, right? Well, yeah. I mean, um, I was talking to my friend who's a Chelsea fan and he was saying, you... <laughs> It's one thing to think about all the, how annoying Willian is, but then as a Chelsea fan, they think about all the players who he stopped succeeding. <laughs> Salah, De Bruyne. Like, oh my God, yes. All, all these players who left because Willian was in the team ahead of him. Like, you can't make it up. Uh, it's like he's got a curse. He's, he, so, um, so, yeah, he looks... But, but yeah, you're right. He looks totally disinterested. And um, he doesn't look like a person who wants to prove people wrong. He, he, he looks like a person who really, really doesn't care. Which yeah. is, is strange. I mean, I know we've, we have jumped on his back and the whole team's going through a difficult period and he has become a lightning rod and that's what we do as Arsenal fans. But uh, yeah, he, he, he's not good. He's not good. He's not good. And But the great thing is that S- Smith Rowe and other players have come in and just said no. That like We're not allowing him back into the side. And it's, it's almost like, oh, well, you know, I would, I would take that. I'll, I'll take that. If you said at the start of the season, who would you prefer to be starting in a number 10 position? William uh, for the next three years or Smith Rowe 
I'll take Smith Rowe every time. I'll take Smith Rowe even if it means that, you know, he has a few bad games here and there because everybody prefers to see a young player making it at a club and no one wants to see a 250 grand a week mercenary. I mean, I'd prefer it if he was doing well, but um, I'm quite happy with where it is at the moment. Well, I mean, I think the other thing is we, we, we're having a good clear out uh, this, this break. We got rid of Socrates. We got rid of Ozil. Um, you know, there's rumours that Mustafi might have his contract terminated, is, is, is what I heard. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're reshaping the team now. And, um, you know, if Willian is the only terrible signing, well, you know, there's always one, basically. And the, the thing that they've done this January is they've reduced the potency of players that don't want to be there, right? If you if if, if Meza Ozil's not there and, and Socrates isn't there, it, it makes Mustafi's voice smaller in the dressing room if he's trying to be a pain. It might make uh, some of the others pick their game up a little bit. Like as soon as you take out big personalities that are causing problems, it just it just puts a little bit of oxygen back in a squad. And we're seeing that, I think, you know, like we've we've been seeing it since the young players, the Haylenders really have have improved what the culture is. And I'm I'm also hoping that um, the introduction of Martin Odegaard, you know, another hungry player that wants to prove himself. I mean, give me Martin Odegaard over Ericsson or Isco every day of the week, because that's that's that you know th- those are the sort of exciting players that make Arsenal and make you want to watch Arsenal. I mean, it's if, if we if we have a good result at the weekend. I mean, like I don't want to start talking about top four, but you know, you never know, <laughs> right? Come on, you believe as well. We're all we're all believing right now. Just just give me four days of believing. Look, if we beat United, then we're in the mix. Uh, but I think um, I think I think City City I think it's City's league to lose. Uh, they're, yeah, they're, they're electric because they're the best team, and they've got something to prove because they didn't win it last year. Um, so, so I think that we'll see um, we'll see City pushing on. Um, United could could be up there, um, and then and then obviously Liverpool. So. Um, it's going to be extremely hard. We're going to see a bounce back from Chelsea, Spurs, and Mourinho. You know they're capable of top four, so it's going to be it's going to be super tight all the way through. But we just got to hope that we've turned the corner. And it's just too early. It was just such dark days at the end of last year with with you know Mikel and what happened after all the high expectations. I think we we've got to be much more wary of believing that we've turned the corner you know even if we get to the end of the season and get top four I'm still concerned yeah I think it's going to be a difficult run in and actually I think if we're perfectly honest the 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 quickest way into the Champions League for Arsenal is probably going to be a good cup run in the Europa League I I, I don't I don't really see I I don't really see a way into the top four and and you know Aston Villa are a much better team than Arsenal at the moment, right? Yeah. You know, I, I, out of the next six games that we've got, the two that worry me, uh, I think it's, I think we've got Manchester City and Aston Villa, really. I think that we could get a result uh, uh, against United, Wolves, um, Leeds. 
I think we can I think we could do something there, but Manchester City is always going to be a problem for us. But Aston Villa, I don't know. I feel like Aston Villa could be dark horses for the top four this year if they carry on playing like they have been. They could they haven't been as good for a while, but yeah, they've got they've got a really, really strong team. I mean I would love to see us get Jack Grealish and just go in for him and just you know, with imagine if Grealish, Smith Rowe and Saka in the same team. It would just be fantastic. Um, and I think he'd come. I think he'd love to come. I think yeah. it's his favourite ground to play at. And also there's a there's an opening there, right? Uh, and yeah, I, 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 think he, I, think he, I think he I think he interests Arsenal and I think he would be interested. But Villa are, Villa are owned by a very rich person and I can't imagine that Grealish is going to be cheaper than seventy million, and Arsenal blew their seventy million on Nicolas Pepe. I don't think we're going to see a sign in that big in a long time. I think we're going to be right down at the bottom of the barrel trying to like nick deals for players like Odegaard and uh, whoever else is on the uh, you know the outcast list at the big clubs. But you know that doesn't mean that we still can't make progress. But my word, like Chelsea signing Thomas Tuchel. So much good management talent, and just just so just so many good teams in the Premier League at the moment. So you think that's a good that's a good signing for them? I think Thomas Tuchel is a brilliant coach. I think that he's can be a problematic a pro- problematic character. Uh, I think he's a huge personality. He's a bit of a weird kind of uh, professor genius, but he'll get Chelsea playing good football at least the first two years one would assume that the players will love him. You know, there's, there's a bit of a German connection growing over at, at Chelsea. He'll have good ideas. I think he's a much better coach than Frank Lampard. And I don't think he carries that sort of... Frank Lampard had a bit of a negative aura um, around him. You know, like very spiky, a sort of a sort of Jose Mourinho relationship with the press, but without the charisma or the talent to back it. But I think Thomas Tuchel has the talent. I think the media are probably going to love him. And I think he's going to be, um, I think he's going to be, a, uh, I'm hoping he's going to be, a, not hoping. I mean, I, I, I've always backed Thomas Tuchel. I hope he's not a complete flop because otherwise my taste in managers is never going to uh, live up to it. But, you know, the good thing about the Premier League is it, it, it's not all about money now. It's about good coaching and good recruitment. And Leicester are proving that time and time again. I mean, they're very much in the race again. And, so there is hope that Arsenal can climb. It's not. It's not a matter of being Manchester City now, and, so, and that's it. So Saliba this week was caught posting crap on Gwendozi's Insta. Insta. I mean, it looks like it's curtains for Saliba to me. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I, I've, I've never known such a fuss created over a centre back that hasn't really made it. But it's, it's, it's interesting because there's actually quite a lot of shit talking that goes on between the players in the comments section. Did you see uh, Flo, Flo Balogun posting the video of him scoring the goal with the, the face palm emoji? Clearly taking aim uh, in Ketia. Well, at least that's what it looked like. And it's, I don't know, it, 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 how do you stop players behaving badly behind the scenes? There's so many of them and they all get involved in it. And I, Arteta probably doesn't have an Instagram. He's probably not even looking. <laughs> It's so childish, though. But did you did you also see Matteo uh, fell out has fallen out with the best player at Hertha Berlin, and he was caught 
having an argument coming out of the dressing room for the second half, like whizzing down the escalator going into the stadium. So he's, uh, you know, that's what you get with Matteo. He's a, a talented player, but he's not great for the dressing room. So yeah. hopefully people will ignore that and someone will want to take a chance with him. Would you swap him for Julian Draxler? Oh, God. What is it? 2013 again? <laughs> he's only 26, I think. 26 or 27. He, feels, he should be 50. He's been around for 26 years, for sure, as a, prof- as a professional footballer, it feels like. Yeah. So just before we go, Matt, uh, I'm going to have to probe you on the Manchester United game uh, this Saturday. Oh, it's yeah, it's really exciting because, yeah, look, if we win, then, um, you know, we've got a lot of momentum. Um, and we've got, you know, we haven't got the FA Cup as a distraction. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a huge game. I don't think we're going to win. Uh, I think United will set up for a pretty, pretty defensive uh, way. Uh, we're not good against the deep block. And, um, and, and, and it's going to be a very, very tricky game to win for us. It's going to be difficult as well. Paul, Pog- Paul Pogba is inspired at the moment. Rashford looks good. The, the whole team looks like they're playing with a lot of confidence. And Bruno Fernandes, I mean, my, my word, what, what a great signing he's been for them. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a fascinating matchup. Um, but wouldn't it be wonderful to shithouse a 1-0 win? <laughs> oh, and then... Wouldn't it be yeah. glorious? Yeah, I mean, then it really would feel like the tide has turned. Um, and, you know, it would be that sort of six, seven games on the trot, uh, unbeaten in the league for a while. Um, and we'd really look back at, at that turning point. So, um, fingers crossed. I'm trying not to get too excited. Yeah, same here, same here. But, but you know, yeah. the, the league is, I mean, this was my, this is why I was so disappointed with going out of the FA Cup. The league looks terrible. I mean, I know we're up to eighth, but. You know, multiple teams have got games in hand, multiple games in hand. So um, it's going to be really almost impossible for us to get higher than sixth, realistically. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, and better it, teams, better teams. They are better teams, yeah. Um, I, we've made so many mistakes over such a long period of time. That, but the, the positive... The positive news is that it does seem like we're addressing the mistakes that we've made in the past, getting rid of um, players that aren't good for the club, like refocus, aging down in the selection of, of yeah. talent and, and trying to bring in real high quality. I mean, not so much the reserve team goalkeeper, but I don't think that matters. It's more Odegaard. Odegaard signals something to me so let's hope that he gets in let's hope that he's good and let's hope the um at least the back end of the season is entertaining sexy football and then next year is the is the true restart so where do you think he'll can he, can he play with smith throw well i he's he's a he's a really versatile um midfielder i think he can play all across the front three in the same way that saka can he's 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 more of a he's more of a ten specialist, but you know I've, I've been reading some reports that he can play in a slightly deeper role. Uh, but I just do you see anyone displacing Granite Xhaka? <laughs> I'm just it just feels like he's he's Arteta's number one pet. So I, I was hoping that he would come in and that Smith Rowe would still play. Um, 
but maybe he picks up, maybe he picks up on the right or the left. But at least we've got someone that we can rotate in. My just my one hope is that he doesn't stunt the growth of Smith Rowe. Yeah, you know, no one wants to see that. Like Smith Rowe is an Arsenal player, and we shouldn't use the back end of this season to develop somebody else's player who might, you know, get picked up by Spurs next season. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And then, um, and then I guess this is the end of Ceballos, right? Danny Ceballos. Can we can we acknowledge that was a failed experiment? Yeah, one one of those players where you're like, he seems to have a lot going for him, but it never seems to come to fruition on the pitch. This is all action midfielder. Can't really thread a final ball pass. Um, he's not can't a, shoot. Can't shoot. It's he's just a just an odd player. I I, I, I think maybe a Batiste for him next season because I'm I'm not sure that. I'd want to fork out no. 20, 25, 30 million for him. No, they should have um, They should have tried to cut a deal at the end of last season when it looked like he was coming into a bit of form. I think we would have, we would have paid 20. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, on that note, Matt, thank you for joining again. If you're listening, you know the drill. Get on that iTunes. Give me a five-star rating. Say something nice. You know you want to. Uh, And we will be back with an On The Whistle podcast after the Man United game. Hopefully, it's going to be a celebration. We'll see you then. Ciao for now. If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hello, it's me, Thomas Enders. Have you listened to my new podcast yet? Modern Talking, Just Different. Now everywhere where you find your podcasts. And it's really true. You won't get closer to me anywhere else recorded in my living room. I'm looking forward to meeting you. Now in your favorite podcast app, Modern Talking, Just Different. We have a date. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Sports Social Podcast Network With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.